From the top of the Raptors to the seats at ringside, welcome to the Center of the Ring Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, the referee, Johnny T. So, on today's podcast, and like all the other podcasts that I'm intending to do, I'm basically just going to call up somebody, and we're just going to have a little discussion about the latest headlines in the world of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, and uh, rumors, and just basically just kind of shoot the breeze a little bit about it. I'll leave you guys details and links where you can contact us if you decide that you, too, would like to be called sometime to join the Center of the Ring podcast. So with that said, today, I'm going to call up a really good friend of mine who is a wrestling enthusiast. He's been a fan for a number of years. My good friend, Earn Dollars, my man, Ernesto. Earn it, earn, if you will. Let's go ahead and dial him in, patch him in, and get him on the line for the Center of the Ring podcast. Come on, homie. Yo. Ah, my man, Earn Dollars. How you doing, man? <laughs> Pretty good, man. How you doing? Good, good, good. Hey, I'd like to thank you for being a guest, not just any guest, but the very first guest for the Center of the Ring Wrestling Podcast. How you hanging up through all this COVID-19 stuff? Well, man, you know, hanging in there, you know. Got a lot of time to watch wrestling, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know I know some other people who got a lot of time to watch wrestling. Almost everybody who got furloughed for WWE yesterday. Did you hear about the massive layoffs that Vince McMahon is, is doing over there for WWE right now? I heard about the superstars. I'm not sure who was producers were furloughed, but I did hear about that, yeah. You know, I find it ironic that so many people got laid off on a day that so many people got those Trump checks. Dude. <laughs> not trying to get into your finances, but <laughs> not trying to get into your monies or anything. But did you get your Trump check yet? I have not. I uh I actually didn't do direct deposits, so I'm waiting. I'm gonna be one of the last ones to get it. Oh so. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I've I've not received my reparations yet either, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be one of those as well too. You know, there's mm-hmm. a um, it's crazy. WWE was clearly reluctant to close its doors because of the COVID nineteen stuff. They were what I would consider the little engine that could as far as anything that resembles sports while all of this stuff is going on. And they got through WrestleMania some kind of a way. But it's uh, I, I it's just crazy that they just let go of so many people all at one time. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to pull up the names of some of the folks that were released. Um, and honestly, I'm trying to find what some of those terms are. You know, they let people go so often and then, you know, they, they put a non-compete in there and then some of them are quote unquote furloughed, which means we can't pay you now, but you know, we think within 60 days we can get you back in. Um, what I want to know is that those are those, those people who are furloughed, can they take work from other companies while they're on furlough? Because aren't they known as independent contractors? They're independent contractors, but they are, they've, 
they're under contract while being an mm-hmm. independent contractor. So um, Anderson and Gallows, which I feel were a monumental fail in WWE. They came over. From the get-go. Yeah. From the get-go, they were. Yeah, I, I think that they were a tremendous acquisition when they pulled them in. And I think the problem with their run was that they wanted, they meaning WWE pronouns, pal, they wanted, um, they wanted them to be a total WWE product and too many people knew who they were from everywhere else, New Japan, primarily where they wrestled. And they knew about their association with AJ Styles. And by the time they put the three of them together, it was just too late. It was just too late. There was just no interest in them. There's no reason why they could not have been the most dominant tag team in WWE. Well, you remember their debut. They came in hot, like hot, hot. And they were cooled down almost immediately. You know? Like everybody says, I feel like they were just, they were signed just so that no other company could sign them, you know? They yeah. were hoarding talent. And I, I mean, I guess they were happy with it because they re-signed. But, I mean, you know. It was a money choice, I'm sure. And, I mean, yeah. I, I know, I, I guess I kind of look at it this way. And it, and this is coming off the strength of maturity at my age right now. If some organization said, hey, Johnny T, come over here and, and work work with us. We're going to minimize the amount of effort that you have to put in, but we're going to pay you this much more money to just stick around and just kind of be here. Mm-hmm. Or you can go work real hard somewhere else for a fraction of this and probably get real hurt a lot more. Make your choice, pal. Yeah. I think I think I would have made the, the Gallows-Anderson decision as well, too. They walked away with the, probably a far more inflated paycheck hanging out with Vince McMahon and company than they would have going anywhere else. And then to be perfectly honest, at the time that they renewed, I mean, there weren't a whole lot of places that they can go to that had a, a halfway equal profile as WWE. Uh, now, I mean, right. AEW was was not even a developed thought at that time, or it was just probably just building some kind of a way. Uh, names so of the, you, but Where do you think they end up now? One more time, what do I think what? Where do you think they end up now? AEW. AEW? Yeah. I think they'll end up in AEW or Ring of Honor. Those are honestly the, the two best places in terms of what has the ability to to earn some type of a revenue stream from. Obviously, WWE is going to be the biggest game in town. AEW is in its infancy. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's still a rookie season for AEW. They're still in year one under a national contract. Right, broadcasting right. Yeah. you know but you know but to ask those people who were part of the actual movement they would probably say two and a half years in to three years in and um you know it's a different kind of wrestling product for a different type of a wrestling audience and it's a it's a fair it's a fair place to be these two guys they've got name uh recognition and it's a lot easier for a company like AEW to have a fair mix of those people that have name value, but they also are very determined to build new names, and I like that about them as well, too. I think they end up at AEW if the terms of furlough doesn't require these guys to 
be available in 60 days to see if the world changes. And in 60 days, we're not any better off, you can go. I kind of feel like that might be, and I'm just speculating here. I've not seen anybody's contracts to know, but I'm thinking that might be kind of the way that it ends up moving. What about you? Where do you think they land? I agree. I'd say AEW. I mean, um, New Japan would really do them good, you know, because mm-hmm. they really need a, a good tag team division over there. But um, I agree. You know, they're, they're used to the money that they got here. You know, I think it was Anderson that just got a house in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I agree. They end up in AEW. All right. Well, uh, this list was published yesterday. Um and so there are probably more names that are going to come out as well. Uh, Kurt Angle has been released from the company. Aiden English, Drake Maverick, Kurt Hawkins, uh, Gallows and Anderson. Longtime stalwart Heath Slater. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't been released any sooner for other reasons, but he's still in the mix. <laughs> Eric Young. I think this next name, it's a blessing that he was released. EC3 who in my estimation was completely mishandled in WWE. Uh, Leo Rush and a couple of other producers' names and stuff. Um, They let go of referees. They let go of the referee, Mike Chioda, who's been with the company since 1989. Yeah, 1989, yeah. Which, that means he's been there longer than The Undertaker. Yep. How do you get laid off? Like, if they if they say the last one hired is usually the first one fired, how does his name ever end up on the list? Well, from what I understand, he's not wrestling as much as he used to. Is that right? Um, it, it, that could be, that could be part of it. That could be. You know, maybe he was taking a step back for other refs, you know, and I guess they, they didn't see the value in him that I guess other people would see. So they got he got laid off, you know. I could see him moving to AEW as well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I can see that. So I could see Mike Yoda making the jump. Mike and Maria Canellis. They they go back to Ring of Honor. Okay, Sarah Logan. Uh, I think Sarah Logan. She, she has a name. AEW can use her. Eric Rowan, Primo and Epico. Hmm. I could see Rowan. I don't know. I don't see Rowan in AEW. No, not at all. Not I at all. I don't see Rowan. I think he can maybe he can, he can make a name for himself in Japan. Yeah, I think I think the Japanese wrestling market will be a perfect place for Eric Rowan. I, mm-hmm. He's another one that I feel has been completely mishandled. His better days was Wyatt Family. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. He feels to me, I feel like he has the ability to be a multi-dimensional talent in the ring, but that WWE style, they just went with that traditional big guy strategy. Damn it, pal, just throw people around. And, and He's be. very bland to me. I think he yeah. needs more personality. I don't know what he has to do, but he needs some personality. I feel that Luke Harper's jump over to AEW has more than allowed for us to see really what that guy is made of. The way they have him speak now, they let him clean up clean up that beard a little bit. He's got a nice little edge and lineup on it. You know, he's suited and booted. 
I think that I I think something like that would be amazing for Eric Rowan instead of walking around with a big cage and a mechanical tarantula. I I just I feel like he you would. Think he, you think he's going to jump to AEW? And he joins in the uh, Dark Order. That's the beauty of the Dark Order. That's one of those kind of factions where you can always have somebody come in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. that's one of those factions where you can always let somebody in at any point in time. It's kind of like the New World Order in WCW. Um, it seemed like at one point every week somebody new was being introduced to <laughs> <laughs> to the NWO over there. Um, I, I think the I would caution about having too many bit guys in the the dark order however but it's mm-hmm. not but i would say it's not i mean i wouldn't say it's an impossibility because then you're going to end up with two big guys or three big guys trying to fight the other big guys out to see who can really be the lord and ruler of the dark world or i mean it just ends up a weird thing at a point and you have all mm-hmm. these big guys sending out these little cronies to go do their bidding it'll just end up too mundane and too cartoony at a point but i can yeah. see them repackaged into something different and something a little more menacing. Um, of surprise, uh, they let Kurt Hawkins go, but thus far, Zack Ryder is still spared. Um, Zack Ryder's been confirmed. Zack Ryder? Yeah, Zack Ryder's a confirmed release. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then. well, Mr. Ryder... I feel like he was he's also an underplayed utility player, a glorified mm-hmm. jobber. But you know, I think I think Zack Ryder doesn't feel that way about Zack Ryder. Do you follow him or have you kept up with any of his social media? I've seen a couple of his uh of his YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I mean he doesn't I don't think he takes himself as seriously in the ring as other people do. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I don't know about him. I don't believe that Zack Ryder is going. I think Zack Ryder's bigger days and his better days, as as far as prominence in wrestling specifically, are are in the rearview mirror. I think they're behind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's gonna. I think. I think Zack Ryder. Ends up with a successful wrestling podcast, and I think Zack Ryder ends up excited to be included at all the WrestleCons, and and just continue to grow on his action figure collection, and I think he'll just be happy boning his extremely hot girlfriend, and that'll be it. I agree. I mean, who would it, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So Zach, hey, and and in all fairness, and you know what, it aired on. I don't remember if it was Fox Sports or ESPN about a week ago, a week and a half ago. Uh, they aired the WrestleMania. I forget the number on it, but it was the one that was out of Dallas or Texas or Arlington. 32, I believe. Okay. Yeah, Zack Ryder. Is that the, one, that the one where Triple H and Roman? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that was 32. Okay. And... Zack Ryder, he, I don't understand how I didn't see it. It was the opening match, and it was a, a ladder match for the Intercontinental title. And Zack Ryder had a WrestleMania moment where he climbed that ladder and he won that belt. 
So he uh he he's had his WrestleMania moment. He's held a couple of belts for the company, albeit he lost the belt the next night. But hey, yeah. He, but 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 he won it at WrestleMania. So I think it was I think it was great that the company allowed him that one moment, that what if moment that came to pass. And best of luck to to Mr. Ryder on his future endeavors. I suppose. He's still in great yeah. shape. He looks great. I've always liked him. I think he, I mean, I think he works really well in the ring. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. That's all. I, 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 I agree with you, though. I see him more in the podcast. Yeah. Drake Maverick. You know, he's like a real bad version of Freshly Squeezed over there off of AEW. <laughs> <laughs> I like Orange Cassidy, dog. I like Orange Cassidy. He is great. Oh, man. He's awesome. Great for comic relief. Awesome. I mean, in the ring, he can go. He's in great shape. over. And he's, I mean, over. By just being simple and yeah. entertaining. Yeah. He is. That's all it takes. He's the interjected sports entertainment piece to it that AEW. It's not making the focal point of wrestling. He's that little piece to it that's like, okay, we can in, interject a little entertainment here in this mm-hmm. in this sports competition piece to it. I feel like Drake Maverick, even though Drake Maverick was exposed on a larger scale first, I feel like if Drake Maverick would have had the same gimmick as as a good friend, freshly squeezed, he might have gotten over in a different kind of a way. I don't know how he was still there this long anyway. Uh, Do you see him going back to Impact? Uh, one more time. Do you see him going back to Impact? Yeah. If Impact will Black have Black him, Black? if Impact will have him, yes. A number of these guys could very well end up at Impact. We forget about them, but they are they are a, a recognizable brand in wrestling. I, I don't. I mean, I feel like Impact has just been this wrestling entity that's been on life support and just won't kick the bucket. Some kind of they way. They find ways, yeah. yeah. They find ways to stay alive. Yeah, they like that little engine that could in the world of wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think if Impact pulled any of these names and repackaged them, I don't know that EC3 would go back there again. I see EC3 being very dominant in AEW. I think they will package him the right way in AEW. I agree. I think. I agree. I think WWE was the best thing to never happen for him. And <laughs> honestly, I, I think it's that he got exposed a little bit longer and a little bit. I'm not going to say better, but in a better way, if you consider his NXT time, than he did at Impact. So it was a. I think it was a lateral move a slightly more than lateral move to come, come to NXT and then I just feel like the dagger to the heart was going up to the main roster and and then just floundering around but it kept them paid and yeah I don't it, think they ever saw they ever saw value in them I don't think they ever did no it, you know they kept it kept them paid without him getting hurt and so now mm-hmm. he can be a real asset to somebody else's wrestling organization. Leo Rush was somebody that I liked. Um, oh, man, he was awesome. 
I I loved him with Lashley. Just <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely loved Leo Rush with You got that impression. You gotta give him an impression, though. Lashley. 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 <laughs> Cause my man Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> oh, but yeah, man, he he was awesome. That that guy, he's so charismatic. He knows how good he is. He's awesome. He's really good. Exactly. I feel like if, I mean, he he can go in the ring. He definitely can wrestle, but I I enjoyed him more as Lashley's hype guy, and I don't I, to, I still don't understand why there was a why they decided to separate the two of them because oh well the rumor was because you was getting over too good well he had heat on him didn't he he did i i i heard rumors about it what happened from what i understand he, he was uh, he had comparisons backstage like to enzo oh okay and people were asked, who would you rather deal with, Enzo, or who was worse, Enzo or, or Theo? And they would say Leo Rush because he, he knew how good he was and he could back it up. Mm. That's, that, that's where the heat came from. And I believe there was something, it, it, I don't know if it was Leo Rush, but it's something to do with his wife. Oh. Where he was bringing her backstage. I don't, I don't know if it was him or it was someone else. I might be getting it mixed up. Wow. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Leo. Yeah, he uh, Leo, he did it to himself. Because I just know yeah. one day he wasn't on Raw anymore, and next thing I know, he was on, what is it, Live 205? or? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I want to see him and, and, and Omega. Dude, what a match that would be. Him and Omega were all, oh, man, they were killers. That would be an amazing match. Mm-hmm. AEW, you need to pick up Leo Rush. He's available. Yeah, him, him and AEW, or yo, Ring of Honor could use them too. Ring of Honor would be really. I think Ring of Honor, it would be a, a really good step for some of these guys because uh, as Jim Cornette still, who is an excellent, uh, he's excellent with ring psychology. Uh, even though he's kind of old, there's some things in wrestling that are old that still need to be developed in order to work well in a newer market. Some of these guys need a little help with, albeit the promos are written like long movie scripts. I think you should be able to deliver your promo as close to organically as possible, even if it's being fed to you. And I think that's a part of it that some of these guys are missing the mark with. So uh, yeah, I think to just get a little more practice in that space, I don't know, just go learn a new hold. And go learn different ways that the business is done. And I think the other thing that's going to be important for some of these guys is to is to utilize the power of the internet. Engage with your fan bases a little bit more in a different type of a way. And, um, you know, some of these guys can make an excellent living because of the way that they were exposed here. If they stay out enough, they can end up on that Ryback circuit who has done really well for himself, honestly since leaving WWE. 
he's one of those guys that I would cite who's a, who's an independent success story. Um, obviously, the biggest success story is Cody Rhodes having left, but uh, Ryback has done I think pretty well for himself. And in my opinion, he wasn't the greatest in W. I mean, he had a, he had he did the big guy wrestling style, very limited set of skills that were demonstrated. But on the indies, yeah, he struggled out. But on the indies, the guy can wrestle. He has the yeah. ability to show more of what he's capable of doing, and it keeps him booked a lot. So mm-hmm. some of these guys are, I think, are going to just be independent bound. They'll they will have been able to say that a we wrestled for for the death jam of of wrestling, or we wrestled for the universal records of wrestling, or we wrestled for the Super Bowl of wrestling, and at some point. And there you have it. There you have yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Howard Finkel, rest in peace. One of the, in my estimation, one of the, the greatest ring announcers ever in the history of professional wrestling. His voice. Ah, oh, man. I, I read this in the morning and I was like, damn, man. Yeah. I mean, I know he was more your time than mine. But, I mean, you, you can't compare the voice, man. That's a big loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is, his voice is synonymous to the 80s run of wrestling, to the you know early to mid-90s. Uh, it's been rumored that he developed and came up with the name WrestleMania in meetings with Vince. I heard that. Yeah. I did hear that. He came up with the name, I guess, something to... He said something like Beatlemania, how the Beatles had this thing going when they were so popular. Instead of it being Beatlesmania, it can be WrestleMania. And Vince was like, All right, damn it, pal, that's great. And that's what he ran with. <laughs> and um, just uh, his voice announcing so many winners and, and new Intercontinental Champion yeah. and new Heavyweight Champion. It, he just... I'm glad that he received his Hall of Fame induction in a period of time where he was alive and coherent enough to do it. He had a stroke a number of years ago, and, you know, sometimes people just don't come back from things the exact same way from those kinds of medical issues and stuff like that. And he's had to live with some limitations beyond that over the last few years and passed away from complications from that. The word came out. At least I saw it this morning on my timeline as well, too. So, Howard Finkel, thanks for being a part of so many wrestling memories for so many people. Even like when when kids would play around and and, and play and be wrestling or whatever, there was always somebody there to say and new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right. everyone. laughs> There's always somebody. I saw, I saw. I saw. something pretty cool on Twitter this morning. It said, "What Vince Cody is to the Dodgers, Howard Finkel is to the WWE." That is very, very accurate. He is. Yeah. He was exactly the Vince Scully of of professional wrestling. Um, yeah. Again, one of the best, and he was a part of so many WrestleMania moments, including the very, very first one, the first voice that we heard. But those people heard in Madison Square Garden was was basically his voice welcoming them to mm-hmm. WrestleMania. And so uh, he will be sorely missed. You know, he hadn't been doing any ring announcing in, in a number of years, but it's he'll 
doesn't change the fact that, you know, we don't want him to not be here with us, even though he may not be actively announcing anymore. Still a sad passing and, uh, uh it's sad, man. Yeah. It's sad. Passing of, of a legend. Passing of a legend. Yeah. So. Can we, can we talk about Russo? We did not, but we can. Because he was released as well, right? What the hell? So, <laughs> so let me get this. Rusev released is is Lana in the mix with that conversation as well too? Or From it, what I understand, no. So, so that damn pal will keep your wife, but not you. Like, <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> At least let's, as let's, of let's, yet. Let's let's be honest. They've always seen more value in her than him. I, I will concede to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where do you think he ends up? AEW. He's not going to Japan. I don't. He's not fit for that style of wrestling. He's a big guy. Even though he's lost a lot of weight, he's got a big guy style, and he's a little more agile. If he doesn't end up in AEW, I predict. Uh, <sighs> I hate to see him in impact, but he would, but he would make a great impact for them over there. I think impact is too, I uh, know it's too much of a step down. Ring of honor. What, what do you think? Mm, I don't think so. AEW. I see either AEW or Japan. I wanted to see him in Japan, but I have a feeling he's going to AEW. Yeah. AEW is going to pick up on these guys who got a name already to expand their audience a little bit more. And they're wise to do that. They're wise to do that. And, and, um, I mean, let's face it. They were, they're the the new game in town. I think it's genius that they're developing the TNT, which is a play. I just don't want them. I don't want them to have that, that WCW stink of just picking up everybody guys that dropped out of, of WWE, you know? I don't believe they're going to go that direction with it in totality. I don't even believe they're going to attempt to pick up a lot of these people who are furloughed and released. Again, we don't know these people's terms. And the truth of the matter is, look, it's it's amazing that there's any kind of wrestling taking place at all right now. Okay? It's yeah. amazing that there's any kind of... There's no wrestling match that exercises social distancing by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not enough to playing 2k in the ring. Exactly. (laughs) So the fact that we can talk about any wrestling in present day and any options for people to do anything in the present day form, I think it's amazing, but the world is going to, it's going to start looking like it used to not right away. And in incremental steps, and you're gonna come through on the other side of this thing, and you're gonna need they're gonna need to have a strategy to carry out. WWE they didn't let go of their premium stars, so you know, it's, I mean they they let go of their what they consider their lower mid card and just lower tier talent anyway. So mm-hmm. it's hard to say that any of these people are gonna present that much of a marquee value to these other places. There's a few that agree. you know. There's a there's a few of them that can be that name, but let's face it, WCW snatched all of WWEs and WWFs. Premier, they took Hulk Hogan 
They took Macho Man. They took Roddy Piper. Like they took uh-huh. all of these people who were the foundation for WWF in the 80s. Uh-huh. And, and they got a second chance run coming in, the, in through the 90s. So I don't believe, you know, Vince is methodical about who he let go. We're not hearing that Roman Reigns has been released. We're not hearing, <laughs> you know, we're not we're not hearing, you know, that the New Day's been released. You know, we're, we're not hearing those top tier talents. Yeah. And, you know, and they're gonna pay the price to keep those people there. I think of interest is WWE's decision to continue to go live, where they're gonna resume going live with Raw and SmackDown, which. It's an interesting decision because, you know, under their agreement, they're only allowed to do so many taped shows for Fox in the USA or else they could it could end up financially hurting the company's bottom line. And I get trying to make a decision that's best for business, but sometimes what's best for business is what's best for your talent and so that you can do business. And if things continue in the way that things are moving right now, like, yo, you're going to have a roster full of people with COVID-19 and no roster at all. And, exactly. and it's, um, I was like, okay, good. He's just going to try to get through WrestleMania and then we'll just start seeing shows off the WWE network during these times that they're supposed to be running live. But the decision was made last week that he's going to go back to doing live production for raw and for, uh, SmackDown. How do you feel about the production value for these empty arena performance center shows? I think they've gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say I'm still a fan of them. Um, but I mean, they started out bad. Yeah. You know, and then AEW stepped it up. Once AEW stepped it up, WWE stepped it up. I mean, they've done what they can. Yeah. You know? With what they have, you know. But I mean, we'll see how it goes in these next couple of weeks. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like the idea of them going live because I mean, like you said, they're gonna have a roster full of people with COVID, and it's just gonna be even worse, you know. Mm-hmm. They're taking a huge risk with this, so I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, I I get from a promoter standpoint because I'm gonna play business mad advocate for a minute. This guy signed these contracts. Fox is worth a billion with a B. You know, um, Mm -hmm. Vince, you know, he's a maverick. You know, damn it, pal, we're going to go to Saudi. We're going to go over there whether it's wartime or not. We're going to go over there and collect our billion dollars also. You know, he's he's been a lucky guy. But then yeah. the one thing about luck is that at some point it runs out. And yeah. this would be a horrible place for it to run out. You know, so many people are, are sick and they're dying from this COVID-19 thing. And one of the things I keep saying, people who are more prone to have bigger issues with it are those people who have underlying issues. And the problem with so many people is that they don't even realize that they have an underlying issue. And mm-hmm. so it's the same thing. So many of these other wrestlers who passed away, Eddie Guerrero, he didn't realize he had an underlying heart issue until it was too late that he passed away. You know, so so many of these people, they don't know that they have an issue. That's an underlying issue. And so you're exposing them to this to a chance to get sick potentially. 
Some people say that it's being hyped up and blown out of proportion. I would rather err on the side of conservative and just rock with what these people say. Look, for as long as America has been quote unquote free, however many hundreds of years it's been, we're talking about, you know, three or four months of not, which is not even a flash in the pan if you look at an overall timeline. So it's a timeout. I think right. the better thing would be, if it's possible, give everybody some time off, come back with a fresh start. Everybody's got some time to heal. Everybody's ready to come back in in a different kind of a profound and more significant way. Right, right, right. The fans are being invigorated. The wrestlers are being invigorated. Everybody would be invigorated. They want, they would want it, you know? Yeah. And I feel like this would be an excellent time for WWE to sell up its library. Fill in those time slots with stuff off the network. Utilize your time on Fox. Utilize your time on USA. They're filling in spots at ESPN and and Fox Sports 1 with just television content from different eras. And it's a recurring commercial. Hey, you can watch all of these and relive these moments for $9.99 a month or whatever it is. There's so many people that are fans of wrestling from the stuff out of the 70s. From stuff out of the 80s who don't even realize that they can access this stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, it would be a great opportunity to just use your library. That's what you bought it for. It's got an amazing catalog, hundreds, literally hundreds of thousands of hours worth of content. Run that, you know, and then, you know, where it makes sense, the combination of tape and live, maybe. If you want to, you know, do a couple matches, I guess. But I think like that would be the better way to go. However, I'm not privy to the terms of this man's contracts. And, you know, a billion dollars is a lot of money. And the Fox is like, yo, we get COVID, but we get this billion dollars also. Come on, bro. Like, they may, they may, they may be on that with him. So, but they, they haven't, there hasn't been any word of, of Fox telling them that, like, hey, they have to, it has to be live. You know? See, they just especially in this situation. Yeah, because nobody that's got contracts with these networks can do live. NBA can't, NHL can't, Major League right. Baseball can't. I mean, it's just not like a issue organizationally. This is an issue globally around everything, everywhere. I think people kind of get it now. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not that. I think there's a part of Vince that just wants to be able to be like, we're the like, only game in town. Yeah, when nobody else would come out to play. We made it our priority to be essential in entertaining people and being a distraction from stuff. Yep. And while that's I a great soapbox to stand on, it's a very dangerous one to stand on too when you're dealing with real people. So I think like that's a piece to it. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe that's a a stretch for them to, to go back to doing live production for these shows. I think they can go in and, and come up with the best of Raw and look at what some of the best Raw episodes were and run those through the Raw slots on USA. Look at the they best. They could do a best of every area they wanted to. Exactly. They could do a golden era. They could do an attitude era. They could do risk aggression. They could do all that. Exactly. You know? And all of that while they're gaining new customers for the network. The network, yeah. And when it's time to go, like, man, it's going to be the greatest the greatest thing ever. They're saying right now that it could be up until 2011 before you can start doing 
anything arena style again. So mm-hmm. 2021, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, did I say 2011? 2021, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. We're gotcha. in the Back to the Future podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So to that end, I, I I don't know that this is the best strategy. Looking at a long term plan, I would have been inclined to try to work something out with the networks a little bit differently. But um, at the same time, I guess I can also see like, you know, they're gonna start they're working to start selling rights for some of their bigger shows to places like ESPN and, and Fox and their pay per view channels as well too. And so I'm thinking they're going to start running some of their bigger shows in that space. And those shows, are gonna, they're going to change their money structure with how the app works and the network works and all of that stuff, too. And so I, I guess they want to demonstrate themselves as, as viable partners in that as well. So the good thing about it is I don't have to make those decisions. I can just I can just, you know, lazy boy quarterback it and just talk about what I would do which is probably what I really wouldn't do if I was in the situation <laughs> and, and I can yeah. just criticize or, or, or not. And, yeah. and just talk to my homie earn dollars on the center of the ring wrestling podcast, which going to wrap up the first episode of this in a couple of minutes. I want to thank you for having a little wrestling discussion with me. Any shout outs you want to make anything you want to close off with today, my good friend. Shout out to Angie. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Johnny too. Yeah. And uh, thanks for having me, man. Man, I appreciate you uh, taking part in this very impromptu experience. This really came together like this, folks. I, I called up my man to, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, I got this idea that I want to do for a podcast." And I said, "You want to do this real quick?" And he was like, "Man, I'm working on some homework." And I was like, "Come on." And he was like, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> so thank you for allowing nah, me nah, to, that was a pleasure thank you for allowing me to be a poor influence <laughs> you know you guys uh don't be a fool stay in school reading this fun demental keep reading your books and all of that stuff and uh <laughs> we'll put links and stuff at the bottom for any of you guys that want to make the call on the center of the ring i'm your host the referee johnny t for my man earn dollars Ernie Earn in the building. We are signing off episode one. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. And exit.